As usual, this episode of Castellin is brought to you by the Breaking the Lines Media. Please head on to the website to read some of the latest articles. And in the past couple of weeks, a lot has been written on the Breaking the Lines website, uh, curated football opinions. Go read about Matthias Oliveira, um, about Calvin Phillips, of course, and about Eva Nilsson as well, the newest Brazilian striker making a name for himself in Portugal. As usual, lots, uh, lots to read and lots of quality content on the Breaking the Lines website. Of course, head on to the podcast as well to hear um, all the all the podcasts about Ligue 1 uh, postseason that I've already done about the goalkeeper, the ten best defender, the ten best midfielder today. And Jeremy Magan, the host, as usual, me, I will discuss the ten best forwards in. Ligue 1, I mean, there's some names that you know will be there. The best uh, striker in the world, maybe at the moment, of course, is playing for Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, and, and maybe some that you won't expect. But we'll start this new podcast now. The next podcast will be released, uh, will be, you know, d- done with the 21-22 season. Let's jump into the 22-23 season and let's talk about the new coaches in Ligue 1. That's going to be uh, the next one up. All right, let's go and talk about the best uh, forward in Ligue 1. First, music. Bonjour everyone and welcome back to Castle Ligne. Today, we're looking at the forwards, the last um, episode in the series of our Ligue 1 recap for 21-22 Ligue 1 season. And the forwards, of course, we're going to go to the top 10. You can kind of guess where we're going to go. Most of them, I think, are to be expected to be in that top 10 because uh, there was definitely some strikers and, and forwards in general that um, really made the difference this season in Ligue 1. That, that's the last of the uh, of the recap position by position, of course, for, for Castelline, but also uh, there's going to be more. Uh, and the next, the very next podcast will actually be about the coaches whilst we had a nice surprise before the weekend with Sam Paoli leaving Marseille. So we will do the next episode on the old new coaches coming into Ligue 1. If you're, if you're watching this video, you'll see behind me uh, a Marseille flag. It's just, uh, I guess, as a, as a way of support because there's definitely not going to be a Marseille player in the best forward of the season in Ligue 1. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's go straight away and let's look at our strikers. The first strikers, of course, it's no surprise. Uh, Kylian Mbappé, uh, Kylian Mbappé, who you know who has been the best uh, striker in in Ligue 1 for quite some time now, a third season in a row, uh, where is the uh, Golden Boot? No, sorry, it wasn't Golden Boot yeah, before. Third season where he wins Golden Boot, but not in a row. Um, Twenty-eight goals, seventeen assists, best scorer and best. Assist for Mbappé, which is you know to to note, it's a it's a good performance. Uh, but in that you know in those great stats, I think it is important to note that 13 out of the 28 goals, so so almost half of them, were scored in the last nine games, as well as seven assists. Until then, he was at uh, 15 goals and 10 assists, which is great. Uh, but the last nine games provided him with almost half of the goals, and the last nine games is of course after. Paris Saint-Germain is out of the Champions League, eliminated by Real Madrid. Um, so PSG was on holiday mode, and, and I'm, did, I said so in an episode at that time, that that's when the stats were going to look good for Mbappé, Neymar, and, and Messi. And it didn't disappoint, um, at least for Mbappé. But it doesn't take anything away from the player that he is. I mean, Paris Saint-Germain was only 
good this season when Mbappe was good. Uh, he is he's a, obviously a, an amazing striker. There's uh, definitely you know reasons why it's such a, a big news for Paris Saint-Germain that they were able to sign him for an extra three years and that he is now the center of the project at, at Paris. Hopefully they, they keep it that way. It'll be interesting to see what he does under um, Galchier. We, we're going to keep that for the next podcast. But seeing Christophe Galchier at the head of Paris Saint-Germain is probably not uh, what Mbappé said when he decided to sign the new contract. So yeah, like I said, we will discuss that uh, in the next pod. Uh, yeah, Mbappé, you know, I think a lot has been said about this uh, this very talented player, this generational talent, to be honest. Is he, you know, is he a main number nine? Is he a guy who comes from the, the wing and then goes in his gut? all the skills, he's got all the talent uh, and now he's slowly but surely adding talent off the field as well uh, but that's what, that's not what we had to talk about definitely the, the best striker of the season, the best player of the season most likely the reason why Paris Saint-Germain won Ligue 1 in 21-22 and of course he had to be for those reasons the first player in my list next one ah, Wissam Ben Yedder of course uh, you know, at the beginning of the season, I didn't know if Wissam Ben Yedder was going to make it. Um, but he finished the season with 10 goals in 10 games. Uh, he had like, a, I think, six games without scoring to start the season. Then he scores in four consecutive games. Then it's another sort of inconsistency. Things didn't work out perfectly at first with uh, with Kovac in, the, in Kovac's second season. Uh, but then, you know, he's 31 years old now. He brought his experience. He brought his, his sense of goal. Uh, it's there's eight penalties in those 25 goals, uh, but but still yeah, 17 goals in in the play, uh, and you know he's technically gifted. Uh, he's got a very acute sense of positioning in uh, in the boxes. He's a true poacher, but also a great finisher. Um, so so much so much calm, such a cold-blooded killer. Uh, and there's there was no you know there was no way he was not going to be in there. 25 goals, five assists. And like I said, uh, definitely part of that um, crazy last 10 game for Monaco when they win nine and draw the last one, uh, which they missed the, the straight Champions League for just a little bit, but they're still going to play the playoff just like last year. Uh, and that's also one of the reasons why Mr. Benyadea made it. You know, change coach, but they don't change the, the captain and the main um, striker for Monaco. And then we go to Lyon and we'll talk about Moussa Dembele, of course. Uh, I think Moussa Dembele... Uh, deserve the nod, 21 goals, five uh, from the spot kick, and three assists. I think he's, uh, he's third or fourth on the goal-scoring ladder. Uh, and yeah, obviously, that's why he is where he is. Inconsistent, maybe, for, for Lyon. Um, when he was good, he was amazing. I think about this game against Marseille or even against Paris Saint-Germain. And then sometimes he, um, he was just a ghost. Uh, but a lot of the time, he was the one at the end uh, to finish. Uh, and he's been crucial for Lyon although Lyon finished uh, like 8th or nine on the table, I can't remember now. Uh, but yeah, for a season where they struggled, um, Moussa Dembele really did well. Interestingly enough, um, you know, his future is in question. Um, supposedly, before the season ended, Peter Voss said that he was one of the four players that he wouldn't see in a starting, line, in a starting spot the following season, um, along with, um, I think, Boateng, Awar, and Leo Dubois. Uh, so the four starters that he had in 2021-22 that he didn't want in 22-23 and, and, you know, cause to effect, they recruited Alexandre Lacazette. So I'm sure both is going to try to play Lacazette and Dembélé together for a bit. But I think Dembélé's, uh, Dembélé's path to become the main striker of Lyon is probably a little bit uh, harder right now. And, and I'm sure there'll be 
rumors about him potentially seeing somewhere else um, during the during the summer window. We're going west and we're going to north and to talk about um, Randall Colomwani, of course, uh, 20, 23 years old. Uh, and, you know, maybe not the breakout season, 12 goals for Aziz, but a very important season for, for Nantes, regardless, uh, who, who earned him a, a move to um, Eintracht Frankfurt, where he's where he joined them, or Frankfurt or Stuttgart. Oof, I can't remember. I'm going to have to back myself there. Uh, anyway, he's going to Bundesliga. He's joining um, a club from Bundesliga on the free. So that was the end of his contract. Uh, and, and, you know, good for him. Yeah, I don't know why the some places is June 30th, 2027. Definitely not. He's, he's moved on from Nantes. Uh, you look, he's, he's talented. Um, he's fast. He's a good finisher. Uh, you know, there's still here and there some, uh, some, some, some things to improve. Uh, but he's one of those young talents that we're so um, we're so glad um, illuminates league and weekend after weekend. Uh, it's going to be a loss for Nantes, you know, not having Colomani, potentially not having Blas. Uh, there's going to be a bit of work to do uh, for Nantes to try and uh, and revitalize that that attack. But Comboire, uh, the coach on the first uh, on the first training, was asked about what he was going to do without Colomani, without potentially Blas, although Blas was there at the first training. Um, and Comboire's answer was uh, was very. Uh, um, very pragmatic. You know, if I'm going to worry on day one, then then I'm not going to finish the season. So right now we don't worry. We work. We trust the president and the sporting director to to recruit the right people. Like, you know, little little side tackle to his uh, to his president right there. We trust that they're going to do what it takes for us to be competitive. Uh, but Colomani had a yeah, had a great season, instrumental in that um, French Cup win, of course, for uh, for Nantes. Next up, we go back east and Ludovic Ayer. I mean. We, we mentioned it a few times in the podcast this season. He's an underrated striker. He's two meter, 198, I think, uh, but very solid uh, ball to fit. Um, 12 goals, three from the spot kick and five assists this season. Uh, and really, again, his potential, his, his leadership. Uh, he's an anchor man. He's a finisher. He can take the run. He's a passer. Uh, he, he can, he's probably one of the best header uh, in the game in Liga. Uh, and, and he really showed all his talent this season. Uh, it's not for nothing that he's been, um, you know, sort of linked with some move. So at first there was a lot of noise with him going to Lille. Apparently it's not going to happen. He's not going to Lille. But there's definitely suggestion that he'll go uh, to Bundesliga, whether it's Frankfurt or, or Wolfsburg. Um, apparently he's not staying in Strasbourg and, and a Strasbourg fan, although they're sad about it, hoping that the the solution is found quickly so then they can move on and, and find somebody else because Strasbourg has been awesome at discovering talents year in, year out. Next up, Andy Delors. And Andy Delors, same thing, you know, he didn't start the, the best way. Of course, a few games at uh, Montpellier to start and then he joined Nice where he, he joined his, uh, his good friend, um, Galtier, Christophe Galtier. And then, um, you know, didn't have the impact that you expected him to be. Uh, a bit complicated, and he finished so well, scoring goals after goals, important goals, crucial goals in a team that, um, you know, didn't play the best football at some point and defended more than they were attacking. He was probably the one um, striker that was, uh, you know, still a shining light all the way to the end. Guiri wasn't playing great. Dolberg wasn't playing great. Kloivert was very inconsistent, uh, but Delors was consistent. 18 goals, three uh, were penalties, and three assists. Uh, and really the weapon for Nice uh, in the end of the season. It'll be interesting to see what happened now under uh, Lucien Favre, 
how is Antidolor going to be used? Um, you know, he's, he's obviously an Algerian international. He's probably um, not going to play for Algeria anymore after what happened last year. Uh, so he's going to be dedicated to Nice for another season. Um, you know, hopefully he's he's scoring some more goals. But yeah, interesting to see what uh, what he's going to do under Lucien Favre. Actually, I didn't check if there was any uh, transfer rumor for him, but uh, but I but I doubt there is any. Uh, he, he just arrived, scored 18 goals. I'm sure they want to uh, to keep him with him. We go uh, to Lille now. We go to the north of France. Of course, Jonathan David uh, was probably one of the rare satisfaction. Uh, of Lille this season, um, 15 goals, two from the Pedro not one assist. Last year, he had a few assists. Uh, and definitely, you know, seeing Boak Yildmaz uh, struggling to score goals has impacted Jonathan David's uh, influence on the game. You know, still find a way to score 15 goals, but just not as good as he's been the season before, just like everybody in his team, right? He's only 22 years old, the Canadian international, uh, gearing up for the World Cup. Um, a new coach at Lille as well, Paolo Fonseca, is going to be the coach at Lille. And that Gouvenek has been um, has been fired basically, um, and Jonathan David is staying in Lille. Um, you know, I think at one point it was stories that he would go somewhere else, but because his season wasn't as good as last year, uh, Lille bought him 25 million or 28 million, if I'm not mistaken. They're not going to sell him as much right now because he hasn't been that good this year. So I think him having a good season, potentially a good World Cup. Canada is is going to be a good team, I think, at the World Cup. Um, my my grant him a move, whether it's at the winter transfer window or at the end of the year. Uh, but right now, Fonseca has a, a very talented striker uh, in his team to to start his, um, his story with Lille. All right, the last three, we're going to start with Mohamed Bayo, the um, striker from Clermont. We mentioned him in the pod several times before. 14 goals, two were from the spot kick and five assists. Uh, and really, uh, really an impact striker. I've compared him to Drogba because of the way he plays football, but he's just a, a strong all-around forward who uh, can play as a striker, as an anchor man, can come back a bit lower and, and grab the ball. He's technically gifted. Um, really is a strong finisher, left, right, right, sorry, left foot, right foot, header. Uh, and he's, uh, for all those reasons, um, also linked with, with several clubs. Apparently, Lille, would get him. That's the, the last that we heard. So maybe Jonathan David, Mohamed Deyo will be the, the new Jonathan David, Borak Ilmaz. Uh, and that'll be a great coup for Lille if they get Mohamed Bayo. Uh, some clubs in, in Premier League here, West Ham, and some clubs in Bundesliga, potentially um, um, Stuttgart, Frankfurt, are also um, looking at Mohamed Bayo. But uh, what a season he had um, really helped Clermont staying in Ligue 1. Um, really strong against every player, every team. Uh, and, you know, Clermont was playing that brand of possessive football. Having a guy like Mohamed Bayo up front really helped with this because they had somebody that could hold the ball for them and, and who was technically um, good enough to really prevent the defender from, from seeing the ball from him. So um, an encorement and, and and very crucial player of uh, Gastien in Clermont, who unfortunately for uh, Clermont Foot is probably not going to play there next season. The last two strikers that we're going to talk about, they're in the same team. And, and I think they're definitely more forward than they are strikers. The first one, Martin Terrier, of course, 21 goals, uh, two were scored from the penalty kick, four assists, uh, a breakthrough season at 25 years old. The former 
Um, Lyon player really found this groove, really worked well within the collective with Bourijo, with Stay, with Laborde, with Major. Um, you know, just Ren was was so great to watch this season. Uh, and apparently Martin Terrier will not stay at Rennes. I heard some conflicted rumors at first. It was, oh, he's definitely staying. And then now I hear that Leicester uh, is looking at the door and is offering quite a bit of money to try and get Martin Terrier to uh, to cross the channel. So so we'll see. He was at training for the for the first few um, for the first few training. I think uh, Rennes went back to training on June 29th, if I'm not mistaken, and he was there. Um, so so he might be staying, but um, but. Definitely, a lot of uh, a lot of teams in Europe when they look at the left winger right now, they're looking at Martin Terrier uh, because he can score, he can cross, he's fast, he works hard, uh, and they've seen how well he played in a very well old collective. And so I'm sure they'll be happy to. Uh, any team would be happy to get him back um, in in their squad. And the last one of our top ten is Martin Terrier's teammate Gaëtan Laborde. I mean. Maybe not a striker, maybe more a forward, but 15 goals, still eight assists. Uh, two of those goals were penalty kick. Gaetan Laborde, to me, is probably the best all-around forward that we have um, in Ligue 1. He, he does it all. He runs fast. Um, so, sorry, he runs fast. I mean, he runs a lot. Uh, he fights hard. Um, he defends well. He's here to help the team. He doesn't mind where he is at the top of the of the attack, whether it's in the front, whether it's on the left, whether it's on the right. He moves a lot. He's available. Uh, he's great ball to feet. I mean, left foot, right foot. He can cross. He can pass. He can shoot. He can score. Uh, he's got a great header on him. Uh, he's to me, he's you know one of those unsung heroes of Ligue 1 uh, that you know allowed Terrier to be so good, allowed Bourgeois to be so good. Was really one of the key players for Rennes this season. Uh, and he's staying in Rennes. There's no rumor that he's going anywhere. Uh, you know, he's, he was in Bordeaux for a while. He was in Montpellier for a while. And now he's probably going to stay in Rennes for, for a bit of time as well. Only 28 years old. Um, and, and he's staying with the, with the Rouge et Noir, which is a, a great get for um, for Genesio, of course, to be able to count on, on this, this really hard working, working forward. Uh, I, every time I see him, I'm just happy that he's playing in France because he's one of those uh, uh, strikers that I think you can put him in any team and his, uh, his work rate uh, will give him a, a starting lineup position. So that's my top 10. A bit shorter than the other uh, as far as positioning, but I think there was less surprise in the strikers. Mbappé, Ben Yedder, Dembélé, Colomani, Azor, Delors, Jonathan David, Mohamed Bayo, and Martin Terrier, Gaëtan Laborde to finish. Those are, as far as I'm concerned, the 10 best strikers in Ligue 1. By all means, if you disagree, please come and tell me uh, and, and let's discuss it. There was a few uh, people saying that I was wrong on the defenders and the midfielders, and I would love having a conversation about it. So don't hesitate to, to come again and discuss it. In the meantime, stay tuned. Uh, more to come on Casseleline, Breaking the Lines, uh, and the next podcast about French football will be about the coaches. I mean, there is one, two, three, four, five, six, it's almost 10 new coaches already uh, when we thought we had a great season in Ligue 1. Anyway, stay tuned. Thank you very much for listening to the French Football Podcast. Casse les lignes. The host, Jeremy Magan, says goodbye. Ciao, ciao.